We're back, and there's a lot more to talk about on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 150 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatchin. With me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petri. Hello, Brian. Happy 150. Happy 150. We are back after a little bit of a hiatus while mm-hmm. you were out being a theatrical star. Yes. Great Shakespearean actress. <laughs> yeah. So what Shakespeare play did you do? All of them. All of them. <laughs> yes. All 37. Uh, all 37. <laughs> but it, it's good to be back and there's certainly a lot for us to talk about. Some things have come up in the last a couple of weeks or so that we can talk about. First of all, definitely have to talk about that She-Hulk trailer. Yeah. So we finally got the full trailer. And what did you think about it? I'm excited. I love that we get to see Bruce again. And we're getting even more of this world post-Thanos, which I always love. I'm, I'm excited to see how different people are dealing with it. And this whole new superhuman division of the law. Right. And the, I'm excited to see. Just when you think this world cannot get bigger, it's not necessarily getting bigger, but it is getting more complex. And we're seeing so much more of it than we have before. So I am very excited about it. I love all the actors in it. Me personally, when I saw Tim Roth, and ooh, Tim Roth, and very excited to see this and where it's going to go. It looks like it's going to be an absolutely interesting story. And you can definitely tell there's, uh, especially if you got a chance to see the poster, it's based awfully one of the She-Hulk comics. Okay. So you can tell there's a, a lot of stuff that they're bringing in from the comics, especially her very active relationships, <laughs> which in the comics were enough to get her kicked out of the Avenger mansion because she was bringing too many people in. I love how they're looking at they're that They're embracing side. it, yeah. They're, no puns intended. <laughs> but they're bringing, in, like I said, a lot of stuff into it. I'm really interested to see what they do with this. I know there has been a little bit of grumbling going on in the internet space about this show for... Various reasons, which I I just tend to ignore for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to let them do the show, and we'll see how well that it does. I'm definitely looking forward to that. But talking about shows, we definitely have to talk about Doctor Who, because, <gasps> oh my goodness, did a lot of... Blow st- up, yes. Yeah, they wanted us to know, hey, guess what? We're doing a lot of Doctor uh-huh. Who stuff. So We're throwing it all at you. Everything you loved, here it is. Here's new stuff, and here's everything you love, too. And, yes, Wilford. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, everyone loves him. You can't not love him. And it's like, yep, he's coming back, and they're just smacking us in the face. Oh, and, yeah. Yep. So, basically, what they've announced so far is we do have a name for the 14th Doctor. We know who the actor's going to be, and that's the Shudi Gatwa is going to <laughs> be Gatwa. the... And um, that if that name sounds a little odd to you, it's because, of course, he's Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is Scottish, although he and his family fled Rwanda when he was two, I think, and they moved to Scotland. And, of course, he's known for his role as Eric in Sex, Sex Education. Education. Yeah, which I don't watch, but my niece watches it, and she knows I'm a Whovian. So uh, she messaged me and said, is the new Doctor Who from Sex Education? I was like, I know he is, but I know nothing about it. I have seen some clips of his acting from that show, and wow. 
Yeah, he had to take on some really heavy things. He's very funny. He's a really entertaining actor, but he's mm-hmm. also, when it came to some really deep scenes, he was just amazing. So, Do you feel like we're going to get, because of his age, we're going to get a quirky Matt Smith? Or do you think because he's Scottish, we're going to get that Peter Capaldi doctorness to it? I think we could. he could go both simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's got the chops to bring something new to the character, and I'm really looking forward to Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. And, of course, you brought it up to uh, some degree, but they've already... Uh, announced that we're going to see David Tennant in the uh, 60th. Yes. Mm-hmm. David Tennant My and doctor. and Catherine Tate yes, is coming back. Yes, the Dr. Donna. The Dr. Donna. And so. Bernard Cribbins is coming yes. back as well. Now, the other thing that they announced that is just swarming with rumors, now we have a name for an actress who's going to be the next companion. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Yasmin Finney. And I know nothing about her either, so. Yeah. There's a bunch of interesting things going on as far as that character. Now, of course, the first thing is she is a trans actor. I don't know if she was in sex education as well. I think I read somewhere she might have been. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's going to be playing a trans character in the show, mm-hmm. but that's a possibility. Now, the big rumors that are going around is what character is she going to be playing? What type of character? Mm-hmm. The only thing that we know about her is that her name is Rose. And so a lot of things have been floated about this character. There's like an, another version of Rose Tyler is has she, been one rumor. Yeah, is she, uh, you know, is she alternate universe Rose? Yeah. Um, wow. The other thing that I've heard, that, and again, this is an, another rumor, is that she is Donna's daughter. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That this is Rose Noble <gasps> oh. Temple. Oh, I love that. I, oh, I hope so. I hope that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, because just the fact that Donna doesn't remember anything, but somewhere deep inside her, she has her memories of the doctor, and right. then to name her daughter Rose would be, oh, that would be precious. I, I really hope that's it. Yeah. I guess we will find we out. We shall see. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely find out about that. But going back to Marvel, this is one thing that uh, I was going to mention a little bit before, but... Of course, I've been reading a little bit about some of the shows that are coming out now, and they've been talking about uh, Secret Invasion. I don't know how much you know about that show. It is based off of the comics, which although basically Secret Invasion was a series that took place in several titles, and it was a scroll invasion where several of your favorite heroes turned out not to be those heroes, but they were scrolls mm-hmm. in disguise. Right. Now, the scrolls have been villains of... Marvel Comics for a long time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe not yet. Until. Yeah. That's the question. <laughs> Until they weren't. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with that situation. But And didn't at the end of WandaVision, didn't we see? We saw Skrulls. And of mm-hmm. course we've seen for a while that Nick Fury's been working with the Skrulls. And a Skrull impersonated him. Am I wrong? Yeah, in the second Spider-Man movie. I yes. thought so. Mm-hmm. Both Nick and Maria mm-hmm. were being impersonated by Skrulls. Mm-hmm. So we have that. And one of the things they've been saying about Secret Invasion is that apparently this show is going to take place during the blip. So apparently this happened within the five years okay. of the blip. Yeah. So that's an interesting place to put it. That's a really strange... Uh, place to tell a story we haven't had anything there right yeah uh, we haven't had any real stories except of course for infinity war slash endgame Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah that all happened 
it pretty much all the action happened as we were ending it. Life. In those five years when those kind of cults formed and stuff and all the people that said, oh, life was better during the blip. How did those form? So that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But talking about Marvel, we got to talk about Moon Knight because we did <sighs> get to see the final episodes of it. <sighs> and oh, mm. what a show. Yeah. So. And, and like you just heart wrenching knowing that we're not going to get anymore. That was the first complaint. Like, come on. Are you serious, Disney? I mean, look at what you had. It's all so amazing. And they've certainly set up <laughs> uh, a sequel to it. And certainly enough that we can hopefully see Moon Knight and some other things. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a second uh, season. Season, of Moon Knight. yeah. I'd be OK with a movie, but I really want more shows. Oh, really yeah. Do. Oh, yeah. It was just so mm-hmm. great. This whole pantheon, they're just every bit like Asgard and to cross genre, uh, the mascara, this whole pantheon of the Egyptian gods and what they do and how they've affected the world. Just, it's amazing. And I think we could go so much deeper into it. Oh, yeah. I definitely want more Moon Knight. I definitely mm-hmm. want more Scarlet Scarab as well. God, she Are was a- you an Egyptian superhero? Yes, yes, I, I am. Whew. Yeah. And beautiful costumes. Their whole dynamic of, we're going to be great together. It's so sweet and cute. And then when they start fighting, they're so badass. Yeah. And so, I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah, and we did finally get our first look at, I would say our first full look at Jake Lockley. Yeah. And what a, a twist. I don't. I wouldn't call it a twist. I don't even know what I'd call it, but boom. Shock to the system. Yeah, yeah. For sure. It was certainly a story that we hadn't seen before. It was a really interesting character study, but also there's a lot of great action in it. Mm -hmm. And we got a kaiju fight. We didn't order the kaiju fight. We just got the kaiju fight. So hooray for the kaiju fight we got. (laughs) It was wonderful. Uh I loved everything about this show, and I do hope we get a second season. The talk was... Ah, we're only going to do one season, but... I hope the outrage is enough. <laughs> I, hopefully so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We I'm, want more Oscar Isaac. We want more everything. And man, did he, Ethan Hawke do such a beautiful yes. short run in Marvel, but wonderful. Oh, yeah. Wonderful, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even if we got... Even if we got a prequel series of when he was Conchu yeah. Avatar, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Even if even Ethan Hawke himself didn't play it when he maybe portrayed as a younger character, I wouldn't mind seeing that because that is a fantastic character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to see some of the scenes that I heard were cut from Moon Knight. Mm. Apparently, there was a scene in the White Void where Stephen and Mark confront their mother. I don't know if I do want to see that. <laughs> yeah, it, I say I do want to see it, but there's a lot of trepidation. I'm like, yeah. that's going to be a rough scene to watch. That would have been, here's all the Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> Here, just throw him at Oscar Isaac's head. Just take him. Just yeah. take him. But yes, more of this, and I hope mm-hmm. we, we definitely get it. I really want it. So I do want to talk a little bit about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. I got to see this in imax 3d like i got to see the original doctor strange oh my goodness in the same theater i can't even picture what that was like oh it was crazy uh-huh it you could probably like smell the sweat pouring <laughs> off of their faces and <laughs> i smelled the sweat pouring off of my face <laughs> it's one thing when you got a squid monster but when it's fighting in your lap well, yes what, what in the world are you gonna do and you can feel the magic and you, you want to wipe the magic out of your hair kind of stuff oh. going on <laughs> It was, yeah, it was mm-hmm. crazy. Now, I know you haven't seen it yet, 
And so I don't really want to go into spoiler territory. Now, I know there's one thing. This is going to be a spoiler, but it's a spoiler you already know. Mm -hmm. And this was the one thing I do want to address about the movie. Because to me, this was a big deal. I really did enjoy the film. I loved it. The things that this film did well, oh, it, it knocked it right out of the park. Yeah. The one thing that it didn't do well, it tanked. Oh, no. And that's how they dealt with Wanda. It just did not work for me at oh, all. Okay. And I, like I said, we're going to go into spoilers a little bit, but only because you knew that Wanda was the villain. Mm-hmm. The reasons I had issues with how they handled Wanda as a villain is because one of the things I love about the Marvel movies and the TV shows, too, is that very often with your villains, you understand the villains. You may not sympathize with why they do what they do, but mm-hmm. they're very three-dimensional, right. and you really understand why they do what they do. They're mm-hmm. not mustache-twirling villains. Right. I love that about the MCU. Mm-hmm. So why did you make Wanda a mustache-twirling two-dimensional villain? Really? Yes. Oh, that is... See, I would have figured that she was on a mission to save her kids, to save the love of her life, and that's why she was doing what she was doing. That's what I imagined, but I guess that's not what happened then. Well, number one, Vision gets mentioned one time, and then they don't bring it up again. (laughs) Uh. So basically, the reason she's doing what she's doing is because uh, the Darkhold has corrupted her. Okay. Okay. And that's the explanation, which as a writer, I hate the heck out of that. I do, because especially as someone who loves horror fiction and has Mm -hmm. written horror fiction, for me, when some character, especially the antagonist, does something because evil, Mm -hmm. it's the worst, laziest writing possible. Now, please understand, I'm talking about the story. I'm not suggesting that there's like bad direction or I'm blaming the screenwriter for anything because, of course, there's a lot of reshoots. We don't know how the story got to be the way that it was. Mm -hmm. So I'm not putting the blame on a person for this because I didn't read the script. So the only thing I know is what I got in the story. And basically having Wanda do what she did because she's corrupted by the Darkhold. And Mm -hmm. that's how you explain everything. In two minutes, it's the Darkhold. She's corrupted. Okay. And that's all the explanation that you get. And it's why she does all this evil stuff that she does you just make her basically a two-dimensional character who's doing evil stuff because she's evil and yes she's trying to get her kids but i would say very narrow motivation because she would be able to do that without going to the depths of evil that she's doing okay so get there can you compare this story to the dark phoenix saga not necessarily the x-men movies because i haven't watched many of them the whole dark Phoenix Saga as far as comic books and animated series. I would say as far as the comics, there was a lot more development as Mm -hmm. far as the character of Jean Grey and you understood how she descended into this darkness. Now, of course, the movies that have the Dark Phoenix, they are horrible. Uh, Yeah, I haven't watched any, you know. Yeah, you certainly don't get that development. Mm -hmm. The problem I have, again, going back to the Scarlet Witch. What makes it even worse is that I saw WandaVision. So I saw what that character can be. Now, Elizabeth Olsen acted the heck out of this role in Doctor Strange. This had nothing to do with her. But the problem is, if you have seen WandaVision, you're going to be really disappointed with what they did with the Scarlet Witch. 
Now, if you haven't seen it, then you're going to be really confused because you're like, well, when did she just become the villain? Mm-hmm. So they basically pull back her character development from WandaVision. They turn her into a villain who goes way too far. And again, there were some great scenes. There's a scene that takes place in Comitage that's straight out of a horror movie, which was just great. And it was a great little scene with Wanda. But everything, as far as the, the character development for her, was just gone. The fact that they reveal that she's the bad guy right up front uh, uh-huh. is also, I, I think, is a huge misstep because, mm-hmm. look, if we don't know she's the villain, you can get some mileage out of that. Why just get rid of it? It's because they don't care. They need her to be evil because mm-hmm. they need the antagonist for this movie, and she is it. And so they basically fast-forwarded her through a descent that doesn't make sense and feels like it's robbing the character. I know I've been sitting here complaining about this for a (laughs) while now, and I don't want to get the idea that I didn't like the movie Mm -hmm. because I really did. Everything was strange. Everything with America Chavez, I enjoyed the heck out of it, even though, to a degree, America Chavez was a MacGuffin. And I would have liked to seen her get a little more character development. But yeah, Wanda, everything they did with Wanda was just disappointing. And as a writer, I've always said that one way I can tell how good a movie is, is that if it's a great movie, in my head I'm writing a sequel. Ah, and if uh-huh. it's a bad movie, I'm rewriting it. And oh. I've rewritten the heck out of oh. Because there were so many things you could have done with Wanda that would have elevated the character would have justified why she was doing what she was doing in the story. And Elizabeth Olsen certainly could have delivered more if she had been given the opportunity to. And like I said, I'm not blaming anybody in particular for this. I don't know whose fault it is. But like I said, just the fact that they pushed her into basically a two-dimensional villain role for this movie was a terrible disappointment to me because I know it could have been better than that. Mm Mm-hmm. But with all that said, everything else, I loved it. The action was great. The interactions with all the different characters. I thought that I had seen too many spoilers and there were no surprises left. And there were some great surprises. And a little bit of fan service that I was not expecting. (laughs) That I was, that moment when you're like, they do listen to the fans. (laughs) This is straight out of some fan service. And again, it would be a horrible shame for me to tell you This is definitely something you need to experience for yourself, but I don't want to say any more than that. But yeah, as far as seeing Doctor Strange develop as a character was great. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I love the film. I enjoyed it, except for, like I said, that one Mm -hmm. thing. It was a rose with a very sharp thorn. But that's uh, about all I have to say for that. I would like to revisit this when you get a chance to see it. Because, yeah, there's definitely a lot of things to talk about especially that post-credit scene because that is going to change some things about the marvel cinematic universe but like i said that'll be something for us to talk about in the future yes and with that said we come to the end of episode 150 thank you for listening and tune in next time for the latest in geek news and views with the geek watch podcast from andy petry this is brian hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there we're all geeky about something be proud of yours see you next time Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, 
visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.